Hi, everybody. It's episode 398 of PodQuest. Hey. We're almost at 400, and it is Wednesday, March 30th, 2022. I'm Chris. With me is Walnut. You know what? I just realized we should have watched 300 for episode four. Well, I mean, really, we should have watched 300 for episode 300, but that wasn't a thing back then, so. Yeah, yeah, which is why <laughs> we should do 300 for 400. It'd be funny. Yeah, actually, Drew pointed out to me um, the week, like, leading up to us doing um, Blade Runner that we should have watched that in June because June will be the 40th anniversary of Blade Runner. Ah, it's still a bad movie, so. Eh, says you. <laughs> Still, you, correction, it's still a boring-ass fucking so you ju- it wouldn't change. You don't like dramatic movies, that's all. I just, not, something you, needs you to don't. happen. That's what I mean, like, something, like, you don't. Something, something needs to happen. Why am you, I watching this if nothing happens? You don't like story-driven narrative. I just don't like it when nothing happens in that story, story, uh, narrative. Like, uh, nothing happened. It just felt like nothing happened. Like, do you like, do you like the movie time. Big Fish? Uh, yeah, I actually loved that movie. I thought it was See, beautiful. That is the, like the epitome well of a movie that do- has nothing, that does nothing. It's just like one story after another, and it's fantastic. But but it's 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 a, it's a movie about a bunch of different stories, and all the stories have meaning and ha- have something to them. I didn't get anything from Blade Runner. Got nothing from Blade Runner. Because you don't like good cinema. You like Godzilla. <laughs> I mean, I just said that I like uh big big fish. Like I mean, like. A one-off here and there, like I'll give you, but like, and then and then you're gonna sit here and say I don't like good cinema, but then I I, I love the Fast and the Furious, so like, oh no, like I look, don't get me wrong, I love Fast and Furious. Those are terrible fucking movies. Nah, they they are the premium cream of the crop of 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 Hollywood cinema. Like, what was the last one you saw? Uh, Fate. Okay, you did. I didn't think you saw Fate for some reason. Uh, I think because that's the one where Dom leaves, right? Yeah, he he and, betrays and the, the family. Villain. He betrays the family. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I I saw Fate. Um, I I haven't seen uh, what is it? Um, the the spinoff with The Rock and Hobbs and Shaw. Recent one. Yeah, I didn't see Hobbs and Shaw. I didn't see the most recent one. Yeah, uh, well, the- Fast and Furious Nine was honestly I I thought Hobbs and Shaw was better than Nine. Mm-hmm. Nine was just kind of meh. Also, yeah. Um, oh no, I did introduce us. Never mind. Yeah, we were introduced. I don't know. It, it's been a long. It's been a long week, and it's only Wednesday. It, it's it's been a long week. Absolutely. I'm I am just tired. Right there with you. The the weather turning from uh spring into winter again doesn't help. Mm, no, not <laughs> at all. Not at all. And then just allergies are really like they were they were bad. Then they're good. Then they're bad. Then they're good. Then they're bad. Then they're, I'm just I'm over it. I'm done. Can it just be boiling hot summer so I stay in my house all day? Oh, see, I haven't gotten hit with allergies yet. No, my my eyes have been my one eye. It's not both of them. It's just my one eye has been killing me off and on. Like when we recorded or not recorded, we played D and D on sat on Saturday, and for the first half of the day, my eye was killing me, and it was like bloodshot red. And then, I, it, like yeah. as as we started to as like I left to go to you guys, like it started to clear up. Uh, but then yesterday, while playing Deep Rock Galactic, my eye again started to just burn and bother me. And it's like, I don't know if it's allergy related or if it's something else related, but it's just, it's not, I think it's allergy related. I don't know. I mean, that sounds allergy related and mm-hmm. allergies suck. So like, I get it. My, mine, yeah. mine will get bad sometime in April. Like April mm-hmm. is usually when it picks up for me. I think for me, it's, I don't, I don't think it's pollen as much as it's like mold. Oh, and mine's not with, pollen. 
it's something like I mean I guess it's technically pollen, but it's like two specific types of pollen. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, I'd have to get an allergy test to know exactly what's affecting, but I don't think it's pollen. I think it's more like mold, and as it starts to warm up, like anything that's been sitting on the ground or whatever starts to get kicked up. The the, the everything starts to dry out and and and, and like elevate essentially and that's where it starts to bother me yeah no that that sounds about right uh but i guess do you want to get into it yeah we can just we can get into it we can start off with a playstation plus announcement what's on the agenda you're just oh the agenda you're just jumping all around the agenda involves a playstation plus announcement uh i actually got to play uh a decent amount into some back for blood so we're gonna have a little bit of talks because we all played that back when it was in um the What's beta or whatever. beta testing, but we haven't really played it since. Uh, then uh, we're going to talk about uh, Nobody Saves the World. Apparently there's a horse quest or something. I don't really know. Cobb, you got that. Um, Moon Knight uh, premiered today, which I have not gotten to watch, so Cobb has some words on it. Uh, Black Clover and One Piece. And then we'll just throw down a book club reminder of It Man on 414. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, the, the PlayStation Plus stuff finally got revealed. Yeah. It's it's been rumored for a while. It's um I forget exactly what they're calling it um before it had Spartacus. I want to say is what the code w- was for it. I I have no idea. I wasn't following too much into it because my thing is like if it's not really available on PC, I don't really care too too much right now. Um and it's not really available on PC, so I don't really care. What a so fucking I, like nerd. I didn't follow. Well, like I didn't follow. Not trying to be like on oh, PC Master Race, but it's more of no. That's a hundred percent what you just said. No, no, it's it's not because PCs <laughs> are better. It's not. You know that. It's it's. I I want it on P. I want access to it on PC so I can stream these games easier than having to buy an an Elgato, a new a new capture card, basically. I think they're, my they're only like two hundred bucks. It's fine. Yeah, only. Uh, my, like, my capture card works fine for Switch. I don't know how well it'll work for, uh, anything else, like in the PlayStation. I mean, that's because so, it's not like, really a capture card, isn't it? Just more like a, like a pass through? Yeah, it's just like a dongle that connects to the PC and then that connects to an app on the PC where it, it can play. So it's, it's like a second screen or something, but it's, it, it works fine for the Switch. I'm just afraid to see, how good or bad it'll work on the PlayStation. That's that's fair. Uh, but as far as... Uh, so, there's been a rumor since, like, late last year that Sony was looking to revamp or otherwise restructure their PS Plus and PlayStation Now offerings. Yeah. Um, and the, the general consensus was it was going to be something akin to Game Pass. And that's exactly what this is. Um... With, like, some noticeable differences, and not necessarily bad differences, just differences. Um, it's, I guess, first off is these changes are coming in June. So, there's a little bit of time before they actually go into effect. But they're they're breaking up PlayStation Plus into three different tiers now, instead of just PlayStation Plus for 60 bucks a year, and that gets you the couple of free games a month, plus um, online play and cloud backups. Um that is still the base tier. That's going to be called PlayStation Plus Essential. And that will still be the the two monthly downloadable games, which is usually... I don't know. So that's the one thing I don't know. I don't know if the if it's going to drop to only two games. Because, like, since the PS4, I think we've always had more than two. It's been, like, two-ish per platform, like, with an asterisk. Because, like, right now yeah. we get, like, two PS4 and, like, a PS5 game. 
But yeah, and, and that reminds me, uh, um, GTA Five Online is free only until the end of March, and he didn't install that. Yeah. But it's only on the PS5, and you have to get it through the PS5 store, not through the app. Oh, I hate when they do that. But yeah, so you'll you'll still get two free games. You'll get the exclusive discounts, the cloud storage, online play. All that stuff stays the same. Price is the same, fifty nine ninety nine a year, nine nine ninety nine a month, or twenty four ninety nine quarterly. Um, in the U.S., obviously, the rest of the world, the prices break out a little differently. Uh, but then the the first new tier is PlayStation Plus Extra, which mm-hmm. all the essential stuff, plus it's going to add in somewhere in the vicinity of 400 PS4 and PS5 games, um, including previous um, PlayStation Studio titles. So nothing, like, it's not going to be day and date the way Game Pass is, like... You're not yeah. going to get the next, like, Spider-Man day and date on this service as of right now. But yeah. there's a good chance that, like, 2018 Spider-Man may be on. Oh, it's, I, yeah, it's most likely going to be. It's, like, it's first and third party games that are going to be available on this service. Um, yeah. Which and, I, like, I, I'm i excited to see what kind, of, like, what kind of third party games will be available because I don't think Game Pass has a lot of third party game accessibility. No, like, most of their stuff is third party. Is it? Or I thought it was all, like, because Microsoft owns so many goddamn studios at their studios. No, it's, like, 90% third party. Um, Because, like, they own a lot of studios, but they don't own a lot of studios that put out a lot of games, per se. Um, So, like, Bethesda, they have a pretty deep catalog because their stuff is playable on all of the the Microsoft platforms. But Mm -hmm. they have plenty of stuff that's just full-on third party. Um, Like, Guardians of the Galaxy and... um, Death's Door and all that stuff are all third party. Yeah. Uh, and these games will be downloadable, which is a big deal because PlayStation Now originally launched as like a streaming only, and they only in the last like year or two offered some downloadable stuff. Mm-hmm. So now they're offering this stuff to download the same way Game Pass would do it. Um, yeah. Yeah. And th- now the pricing for this in the US, it's going to be $14.99 a month, $39.99 quarterly, or $99.99 yearly. Which I yeah. want to say fifteen ninety nine is what Game Pass Ultimate is right now. Uh, yeah, so Game Game Pass Ultimate for a total year is roughly one hundred and eighty dollars. Um, it's yeah, it's like fifteen, it's fourteen ninety nine or fifteen ninety nine, something like that. Um, so it's you're you're even with this deal, like which is the more equivalent to Game Pass Ultimate, like you're you're already kind of saving money at this oh, point. Oh yeah. All, with all of these things, the the yearly cost is actually a significant discount. So yeah, um, even so at ten at ten dollars per month for the 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 essentials, like the low level one, um, that would be one hundred and twenty a year versus the sixty that it, it's costing. And similar yeah. to what you just said, at fifteen ninety or at fifteen dollars monthly, that would be about one hundred and eighty a year, and they're only charging a yeah. hundred. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I don't think Game Pass has. I don't think there is any discount if you pay upfront for that. I think it's just Game Game Pass does not have like a yearly rate or anything. Yeah. Um. And then, like I'm I'm currently paying ten bucks a month for PC Game Pass. Otherwise, if I could do 120 flat, I'd just do 120 flat. Or if yeah. it was like 100 flat. Yeah. Exactly. Like in this case, like it unless you cannot do it or you don't want to keep it long term. Like if you just wanted to dip in for a month and check it out. Um, the, the yearly is definitely worthwhile for all three of these. Yeah. Um, yeah. and then the, the top tier, um, PlayStation Plus Premium, um, everything from the other two tiers, um, it's gonna add another 340 plus minus, 
additional games. Um, this is going to be this is going to include PS3 games for streaming. So you'll only be able to do cloud streaming with that, which yeah, that's a bummer for me because I feel like the PS3 catalog is the one that I have the least um like. I didn't go as deep with PS3 games as Sony's other platforms. I really okay. only played like the big, like the, the the really known quantities. And I know there were a lot of like weird little PS3 games, both Sony first party and third party, that like I just never got around to that generation. Yeah. Um. And I don't, I don't want streaming at all. Like it's it, my internet is Comcast. Comcast is garbage. And at some point, I said this in our group chat. At some point. And where we live, they are going to instate their uh, their data caps, which they already have around the country. Um, and like my data almost hits the cap every month anyway, because I both work from home and don't have cable, so everything we watch is streaming. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so like I can't afford to play games also streaming on that same download. Yeah, it, it is. It is unfortunate. From what I'm hearing, uh, apparently it's uh, quote really hard. To emulate the PlayStation 3 hardware and to emulate games PlayStation 3, or uh, for the PlayStation 3, and Sony just doesn't want to put the money down to figure it out. And uh, it's, I've heard that too, but like, there's a bunch of people on the internet ha- that figured this out years ago. Yeah, and that's, <laughs> uh, yeah, I was gonna say, like, there's, there's a lot of people out there who know how to do this. It's not hard. It's just, maybe, it might not be the most efficient way or anything, but Sony doesn't want to put the money down to do it, yeah. and it, it it is bullshit that 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 they don't. But but I like don't know. To, from everything that like has kind of been um shown over the years about the PlayStation Three, um it was a fucking disaster of uh, of hardware. Like mm-hmm. the, like look at how many revisions they had where they kept actually changing like the hardware for it. Um and like early models were able to do backwards compatibility, later models couldn't. Um. We we ha- I don't think no version of the PS4 I think was backwards compatible with PS3 right. I think there was a backwards compatible PS3 at launch, but that no, was no, no. very PS- PlayStation 4 backwards compatible with PS3. Oh, uh, no, there wasn't. There was no backwards compatibility with PS4 at all. Like that was okay. I remember I that thought- was one thing people really hated with the PS4 uh, versus um, Xbox One era was. There was no, there was no backwards compatibility. That's what um, I thought, but I was like drawing a blank, and I didn't want to speak out of turn. And I mean, mm-hmm. to be fair, like the Xbox One also launched with no backwards compatibility. Microsoft just figured out how to emulate their shit yeah. on their on their hardware, which is um, what Microsoft always did. Like there were even with the 360. Like I don't think 360 launched with backwards compatibility. It did. For that everything. one, definitely did. But like. I think certain things weren't backwards compatible compatible at start, at least. So I know, at least with the PS3, it was built on that cell architecture and just isn't compatible with fucking anything at all. Which is why mm-hmm. that that the PS3 360 era games, not all games, like like plenty of games ran good on both platforms. But depending on what platform the game was developed for you usually had a noticeable difference in quality. Like, if it was developed for PS3, it was really good on PS3. Um, if it was developed for Xbox, it was better on Xbox. Um, and just to, like, they did such a bad job engineering the PS3 that, like, the the original generation of it was hardware backwards compatible with PS1 and PS2. And then two years in, they're like, oh, yeah, this is really expensive. We're going to make it cheaper, but we're also going to have to take out backwards compatibility. Yeah. Sorry. Um, yeah. 
So I'm not surprised at this because it's especially like tw- Sony in 2022 just does not give fucks about consumers. They have kind of shown mm-hmm. that time and time again. Though, like th- the pricing for this, while I don't like, I'd like it to be a little cheaper. Like again, like they're giving you a nice fucking discount for doing it yearly. Um, but aside from the the PS3 cloud streaming, it's also going to add PS1, PS2, and PSP games that will be available for streaming and download. Yeah. Um, now it's totally possible that this that catalog of games could be like you know game one is downloadable, but game two is only streamable. We don't mm-hmm. know for sure how that'll break out, but at least some of them will be both downloadable and streamable. And I hope that means games like um like Persona Three. Or like Persona 3 Portable, like the sort of upgraded version of it um, becomes available. Or um, just like some uh, yeah. older I, I PS2 was, games, even. I was saying I was saying the Dot .hack series. It's a series I've always wanted to play and get into, but never did back in the day. That like, if they were to release these, release them with this feature, that'd be fantastic. But I doubt we'd get Dot .hack in this. I yeah, like, those games would be cool. Um... The bouncer, I, for whatever reason, like the bouncer is not like a particularly memorable game, but I do remember having fun with it as like a, if it wasn't a launch title for PS2, it was a very early title. Um, and then, yeah, you know, yeah. there's a lot of good like JRPGs on like the PS1 and PS2. Like you have like all the Final Fantasies from that era, um, things like Tactics and, um, well, so Tactics Ogre, Final Fantasy Tactics, um, Legend of Dragoon. Mm-hmm. Like the whole Legend of Dragoon would go, people would freak out if Legend of Dragoon was was available. Yeah, the the only downside to this, and honestly, like I I say, it's the same thing. It's a downside to Game Pass is this stuff isn't available on any sort of portable platform. Yeah, like I would love it if Sony still did a portable thing, and this subscription worked on like a Vita also, and mm-hmm. any games that the Vita was capable of playing, which is basically everything up to at least the PS2. Um, would theoretically be like playable. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. But th- there's also a bunch of PSP games that were cool, like um, Guitaru Man, which w- there was also a um a PS2 version of that game. I have no idea what that game. Is. Um, it I was think, like, I, like honestly, I believe the only games I had for PSP were like Crisis Core, Dissidia, and maybe Tactics. So, Guitaru Man was, like, this weird, like, rhythm game sort of thing that was very, it was very, like, mid-2000s, like, Japanese. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how else to describe it. It it was goofy. Every level was, like, this different, like, interstellar, like, rock thing. Um, and it had, like, a weird story, and um, it's been, like, 20 years since I played it, but I remember really enjoying those games. Yeah, um, I, th- that's right. I had uh, Patapon, which that would be cool to replay. Which I'm, they have released new Patapon games in the last five years. Yeah, I just like they were. I di- I didn't have a Vita, and I'm not going to play that on anything besides handheld. I'm sorry. It's that's a, that's a handheld game. Yeah, that's, no, that's that's, that's to valid. To me, that's it's not that's not a console game. It's not a sit down and play game. It's a I'm on a I'm on a trip game. Yeah, no, I mean that that's valid. Uh, but let's see. Other than than the the games, um, so the one little thing that they do mention here for for this tier um the games offered for streaming are only mm-hmm. available in um territories where PlayStation Now is available yeah. and they the streamable games will be streamable on PS4, PS5 and PC. Mm-hmm. So like for Rich for you like you 
in th- like you don't have a data cap, you have Verizon, which is pretty reliable. Like you could pay for the um the higher tier here and play some of these games on your PC for like your streams. Oh yeah, I, but it's I think they're pushing that as like the the remote play, which I tried doing that once from my PS4 to so my PC. This is with my older PC as well, and there was just it's you need to play no better than 720 otherwise it's going to be a delay and it's just it it wouldn't really be all that worth it to do that if that is how they're going if they're so, going like uh an actual online like service then it might be a little bit different but if they're think, saying like remote play it's it probably won't be worth it so i think there is actually like a way to do it natively on the console on like the pc but also uh remote play actually works way better I think it was just your PC was garbage. Um, your yeah. new PC would probably be a much better experience. Especially, like, your new PC to your PS5, whereas, like, you were on a old, slow PC using a launch PS4. Yeah. Like, you were just, you were kind of setting yourself up for failure there. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's, I do want to try it out, because I want to play the new Returnal update. I want to try that out. I want to play around with that. And if, but I just, I the the streaming service on the PlayStation 5 is fine, but I don't have a camera to go with it, and it's just, like, I'm missing out on a bunch of features than if I were to do it on my PC. Yeah, which uh, I I totally understand. Um, So let's see. Uh, you're going to get, for in that tier, the last thing you'll get is uh, time-limited game trials, uh, so customers can try select games before they buy them, which I feel like this was a thing that they sort of alluded to just being available for everybody. But apparently, it's going to be limited to only people on the highest tier of PS Plus, which um, that's a bummer. Wait, what was that one again? I'm sorry. Um, what was the feature? Time limited game trials will be offered in the yeah. tier. Yeah, which that's only for the PS Plus Ultimate ones, like the the highest tier yet. Yeah, premium. Which when they originally were like beta testing that whole thing, um, it seemed like that was going to just be a feature. That like everyone would get, so it kind of sucks that you now have to spend the most to get the ability for trials. But mm-hmm. it is what it is. Um, the cost for this tier is eighteen a month, uh, fifty a quarter, or one twenty a year. So again, like it's a pretty big discount to do yearly, which like that part's not bad. Like one twenty for a year, like isn't awful. I pay that much for Dropbox and I think Amazon. So you know, depending on. Depending on the person, if you're going to play games like these, like old, like older games, and then yeah. also play the free games, uh, it's actually a very worthwhile like subscription. I would say, uh, my so I'm I am at least for short term just sticking with the essentials. Um, the only reason I really have PS Plus is for cloud storage. Um, yeah, I I don't I I grab the two games or however many games there are every month, but. I very rarely even bother downloading them because they're usually either older or stuff that I just didn't care about to begin with. So whatever. Um, and like, I don't know if this will be as seamless as Game Pass where I could just like turn different levels on and off as I wanted it. Um, cause like, I don't know that I'd want like the premium for a full year. Like, mm-hmm. like I said, 120 isn't bad, but like, I'm probably. I will probably try those old games once just as a, like, okay, yeah, no, this works. Like, it's functional. I remember this game being a thing. And then never do it again because I have I have 
shelves of games that I own that I haven't finished. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's my thing. I want to see what's available before I go for it. The big reason I'm all in on Game Pass is because it's the new games. It's exactly. Like, it, it's the new first-party titles uh, that come out that I can play. And yeah, I haven't played, uh, I haven't played Halo, but I could. Um, I played Forza. I was pumped for that. I had Back for Blood that I could have played. Like, there are a bunch of games that I had access to that I could have played if I wanted to. I haven't. I played older games instead, but it's still like, that's what Game Pass, that's what got sold me onto Game Pass. Whereas the PlayStation Plus changes, it, since they're not the new games, I'm not 100% sold on it because I don't know what's going to be available. Yeah, and, and Jim and Ryan. Like you said. Sorry, Gad. I was just going to say, like you said, like 120 bucks is not a bad price if you plan on playing at least one of those games, like a month minimum. And I might not end up touching those games, like at all. Exactly. It's like I am willing to spend 60 bucks a year for cloud storage because, like, I, do, I don't play online. Like, I've played online games maybe five times in the last decade on my PlayStation. Mm-hmm. Um, so like that does not matter to me at all. Um, and like I was just saying, like I, I very rarely touch the free games. So like I'm basically paying for cloud storage in case my console dies. I don't want to lose my saves. Um, yeah. Xbox cloud storage is free. Like you don't pay for that as part of like live or game pass. So I don't mind just sort of like subscribing and unsubscribing to game pass. Like, if I'm going to be playing games on it, I subscribe. If I'm not, I just unsubscribe. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't lose anything by unsubscribing. I just, if I have games installed that are Game Pass games, they won't play until I resubscribe. But mm-hmm. as soon as I do, they're playable again. Like, I don't have to re-download them. Maybe there's a patch, but that's about it. And that's only if the game happened to be patched. Um, whereas like for this, it's like, oh yeah, no, like I am, I am in this for a year or I lose my fucking cloud saves. Um, I'm kind of in the same boat with uh with Nintendo. Like I only pay for the base subscription because I want cloud saves. Like I get nothing else really useful from that cuz other other than Mario and Zelda, I don't really touch any of the uh the old games cuz like I'm not really fond of a lot of them. Like I and Metroid, Mario, Zelda and Metroid. I touch those 3 games. Everything else is kind of like it's a lot of garbage and a lot of stuff that I just don't have any like nostalgia or interest in. So like Yeah. I'm paying. I, I'm, I'm kind of the same. Like I've tried a bunch of the stuff on there, but like anytime I did like just a random retro night, it'd be like Mario Wrecking Crew, and then I'd be all in Wrecking Crew for the entire time. And it's just like it's I, I I'm this like I don't have like you. I don't have strong nostalgia for these these older games. And like to be fair, like I have nostalgia for a lot of older games. It's not the games that Nintendo was able to get for these platforms because like the games that I would want to play are owned by third parties that just keep packaging them in bundles and selling them on modern platforms. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, like, most of, like, completely legitimately, most of the stuff in both the NES and SNES packages are utter garbage. Like, they're games that 90% of the people have never heard of, nobody fucking wants to play them, and half of that thing is just padded out by special editions of other games. What are you, what are you talking about, uh, Hyperboat cruiser battle. What are you saying that that's not a game people want to play? Exactly. You, thank you for making my point for me. <laughs> <laughs> that was the point of that. I know. Like, um, like, 
Yeah, there's there like there are a bunch of just like not the games that you would think of with a, a Nintendo. Like I'm surprised they didn't throw in because they could easily do it. A um uh what's it called? Like a, a duck hunt or something. They could they could easily do duck hunt with the Wii or well, not Wii with the Joy-Cons. That would require the them that would require them to actually put in some sort of development. They're not doing any development on these games. They're they're maybe adding like an online mode in some cases. But otherwise, they're just going like, here's a ROM we downloaded off the internet because we're not yeah. actually dumping our own ROMs. Yeah. And that's basically what uh, PlayStation's doing with their PlayStation 3 games. They're like, uh, you know, here's just access our servers. It's, it's, it's just it's easier. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I am legitimately still, I like, I want to see what the catalog looks like when it comes out. Mm-hmm. Like, I am actually legitimately interested to see, like, what games are they offering? And, like, if there are a ton of, like, old games on there that, like, I would like to just, excuse me, like, dip in and out of, that I think I will dip in and out of on any sort of basis, I might go for the the yearly upgrade for the, the premium. But, like, until they show us that full catalog and we sort of get an idea of how it's going to work, I'm just, I'm going to just stick with, uh, with my yeah. cloud save only yeah. one. <laughs> yeah, like, it, I'm, I'm, Pretty much the same. If I were to decide to, if it, there were three games, four games that I were to decide I want to play or try or get back into with this service, I'll just go for the year and leave it at that. Um, prob, but like I'll make sure it's not set to auto renew because if I don't, if I only play it two or three times over the course of a year, I just wasted my money. I'm not going to go back to it. But if they do end up like giving us the new games or maybe the new games aren't too far off. So for instance, Game Pass just got uh, Guardians. Guardians is not that old of a game. Um, that all right? Maybe maybe that'll be worth. Yeah, and that's definitely where I'm gonna be. Like I'm going to be a little more like, huh? Is this worth it? Because like I said before, with Game Pass, I'm not losing anything by canceling and renewing. Yeah. PlayStation. If I cancel, I lose my cloud saves, which mm-hmm. is the only reason I have it to begin with. Yeah. So it, it's definitely more like. Xbox kind of has the the advantage there where it's like I have an Xbox if there's a new new non Xbox game that that comes to Game Pass like and PlayStation I'd rather just get it on Game Pass where like I can just subscribe for 1 month or 2 or 3 or whatever play the games I want to play drop it and like not lose anything at all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Absolutely. And like in a lot of cases at least in my case I should say um a lot of older games Unless it's something very rare or like a series of things, there is a chance I either already own it or can just go buy it. Like, unless it's like, if it's like a $60 like rare game on like PS1 or PS2, I'm happy to just drop the, the buck, like the money to grab it. Like over a hundred is where I'd be like, eh, I'm okay. But like, it's not that hard to find a lot of these games like online right now. Um, and I have the consoles to play them. So, like, I, if I wanted to play them bad enough, like, I can just hook up a PS2 and fucking play the game. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see kind of just what the catalog looks like. Yeah, me too. It's Like, the prices aren't bad, and I'm totally down for it, as long as it's a good catalog. That's that's really what it is. Otherwise, I'm just going to stick with my monthly PS Plus basic version, just to get yeah. the monthly games. Yeah, exactly. And and cloud saves and online play. Because those mean, are those are things that you probably actually use. I... I I haven't turned my PlayStation on in six months. Like that, no, but like there are things that like 
you have played on PlayStation online with other people. Yeah. Let's I'm trying to think. Last time I played anything online with people was maybe uh back in July, August, maybe September, I did some Fall Guys with my cousin. Like that's it. Like I have I used to do Division like once every other week or so with some friends. We haven't touched that in a few months. Like I at my, least six because you haven't turned your PlayStation on in that long. Yeah, yeah. Like my um my PlayStation Plus at the moment is basically my Final Fantasy fourteen subscription. Like I don't, I don't touch it. I could just cancel it right now and I'd miss out on the games. But like I I'm not playing them. I'm not going to the system to play them because I've got I've had so much and have so much to play. It's kind of a waste. And the only re- the only reason I do keep it is because we get those free games each month. It's ten bucks to get a free game each month. I mean, it's less than ten bucks because you pay yearly, right? No, I think I pay monthly. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, I think I had it set to pay yearly, but then like one year I didn't have the money, and so then I just was like, all right, just do monthly. And just left it. I don't know. I have to actually check. I might I might not have actually paid for it in like two years or three years because I bought a bunch of PS Plus cards uh, and just stacked the time on it or something. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, that yeah, time, I, that's a possibility too. I did I did that a lot. Like any time there was a PS Plus card that was on sale for less than 60 bucks or whatever, or, or, or like for less than whatever a year would be worth, I, I bought it. And and added it to my time. I mean, that's which is not a bad idea. No, not at all. It was it was a great deal. I think I even did it for a couple of friends too. Like, hey, here, happy birthday or whatever. It's a year of PS Plus, which you already pay for. Uh, he's like, well, I'm already paid off for a year. Well, now you got two. There you go. <laughs> yeah, just just tack it on. It's fine. You just you just add a little extra time to it. Exactly. I paid for next year's. You got it. You're good. Just it's accept only like the, twenty bucks. Just accept the gift god damn it <laughs> exactly exactly don't fight it just take it uh well would you like to uh talk a little bit about back for blood so yeah have you guys you guys have heard of this game back for blood right it's a little known game from wb studio i don't know it's wb made it um but it, it's it's from the creators of the original left for dead obviously if you never if you don't know anything else about it uh, you're probably living under a rock um but it's been available on Game Pass pretty much since launch, and uh, there was a Humble Bundle for it back, or not for it, but there was a Humble Bundle for Ukraine that ended last week uh, that was uh, like 40 bucks to get like $1,200 worth of games or something like that and content, and uh, I, I, Back for Blood was one of them. So we, since last week, we've been playing it, um, and it's, I, I like what I, I like what I play. It is an enjoyable game. It is fun. The the gunplay and the gameplay is fun. We've we've all experienced that. But getting further into it, learning more about the cards and how the card system works, that's also very intuitive because you can you can build up a deck and as big or as small as you want, you can just limit it to the same five cards that you grab each time, like one card each round, and you just grab the same couple and it just keeps rotating through them. Or you can have 15 cards and try to get 15 different or have all 15 different for your loadout it's up to you and the card system is really cool especially since there's like a quote nemesis card system where the enemies also draw different cards to make them harder for each round and act it's 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 all fun like i'm not really sharing much anything new because we all played it we all played the demo i enjoyed it i think druton didn't hate it which is i think i think he was like 
you know, this is fine. I like yeah. I thought it was it was whatever. Like it's it's a it's a multiplayer game. Like I mean it's it's a team based multiplayer game, but still like I don't want to play with other people. So like I was kind of yeah. just yeah, it played well. Like I I didn't dislike it, but I was never going to play it again. Yeah. Yeah, and, and so like storyline is um it's it it's 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 left for dead. So there's not really a major storyline, but it like the idea is like the first level that you play through, the first act you play through is like clearing up the zombies in the general area, and then each act after that, or each couple of chapters after that, is like it's like expanding further out. And trying to find someone who knows how to kill off the zombie horde, and this, like, it's, it's fine, like, the objectives are very similar, it's like, just get from point A to point B, do this thing, and get back to point A, and whatever. It, like, gameplay loop is fun, it's fine, like, I, I don't hate it. What I do hate, what I've come to not really be happy with, is we played through, um, let's see, there was four acts... And we played through nearing the end of Act 3. I think there was... So, like, each act is also broken up into, sta- into like, chapters. And each chapter is broken up into stages. We made it through to the last chapter of Act 3. Which has, like, three levels in it. But Act 1, you make it to the area that you're playing in in Act 3. Oh. So, as you play through Act 1, you're going to the city. You're going to the diner. You're going to the church. You're going to the mines. All in Act 1. And then in Act 2, you go to the mines, or you go to the, go through the city, and you do things in the city, and then you go to this area, in the mines, or something like that. And then in Act 3, you go through the city again, and then you go to the church. And it, it's kind of annoying that they reuse like it it's fine for to have like a central hub area especially in an open world game it's really fine to be like all right you're going to go continue to go through the same area but in a level based game like back for blood i expect every level to be different but the start of every act has you starting in the same spot of the game okay and that's i don't like that because you're reusing the same asset 3 4 times and it's 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 in a game that is supposed to be a replayable game that's supposed to feel fresh every time you play. Each run is supposed to feel different. But I'm in act I'm in act two, chapter one, stage one, and I'm in the city as again when I was already in the city in act one, chapter two, stage one. Like it's the same area, it's the same location. It's just something's a little bit tweaked. And the worst part was literally, I believe it was in Act uh, 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 3, you're running through the city to get to a a safe house that you unlocked in Act 1 to end the level in that safe house. <laughs> and then act in, in Act in, in the next level, you go to the next area to get to the next safe house you unlocked in Act 1 as well. But you're in Act 3. But there's just, there's different zombies coming and there's different, slightly different, uh, experiences going on. And I'm just like, this is, how is this supposed to be fre- feel fresh if I've been to these areas already? What is the point of me? Why, like, why not just have me do everything all at once when I'm in each area? Yeah, like, that does seem just 
it's like this... they they wanted to make the game longer, but didn't have the time or like resources yeah. to add more areas. So it's like we're just gonna like have you go back through the same areas a couple times. And, and it's like the areas are changed a little bit. A wall might have been taken down, so you're not really cutting around anymore. You're cutting straight through. Uh, but it's like for the most, you're recycling the same assets. Like it's fine to recycle the same monsters. That's fine because that's how games work. Especially in a horde-based game like a like a Back for Blood or Left for Dead, you're gonna recycle those. But to recycle the same stage layout multiple times, it's 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 lazy in my opinion. And like we were playing it on stream, and I was complaining about it. And I'm I'm openly saying like, now look, I don't know how to develop games. I'm not a game developer, but this is lazy. This is lazy right here. So I I wouldn't call it lazy as much as they they tried to do more than they could and they took shortcuts to try and make it happen because like yeah, making, I mean, making games is hard and like odds are they were not given the time or budget to do what they wanted but the studio heads wanted more so like they're like all right well we're just going to have to go back and reuse some of these levels again yeah and it's it's a bummer because it, it is a good game and it works everything works very well Especially when you're playing with other people. It all works, to, it all combines together and works together very well. But it's a game that you're supposed to play over and over. It's not a one and done. You're supposed to do it on recruit, the easiest difficulty, then the medium difficulty, then the hardest difficulty, then the next, and you're supposed to just go over and over to be able to get those, uh, get, get the supply points to buy more cards, to set up your loadout to be however you want it to be. But you, can't do that or you can but it's nothing is fresh and it like it it just left for dead gave you four worlds or four storylines basically with different levels in each one this is like and and each time you played it it felt new even if you played it a hundred times it still felt new because it was a different level than everywhere else whereas in this one it's not and yeah and that game just seemed harder like the back for blood just seemed to have like weird difficulty spikes too oh it and it is, it is, it does get very difficult at times, like, the, especially with the, the cards that the enemies can draw, it makes it a lot more difficult from time to time. And I, it's also, I, I wish they had thought better because the PvP aspect is four on four. This game would be much better as an asymm, a, uh, a, uh, asymmetric multi, um, asymmetric PvP or 1v4. Yeah, and so I didn't even necessarily mean that, like, it had, like, uh, just to be clear, um, I don't think that it gets progressively harder. Um, I think, like, it just, it, in levels, like, like, an area of a level will be super easy and, like, there's no issue. And then all of a sudden you turn a corner and, like, the difficulty just ramps oh, way yeah. up for no good reason. Ab- absolutely. Like, th- that's one of my bigger problems with the game uh, that it defers greatly from, um, Left for Dead, where it's like, in Left for Dead, if you stand around, you'll get, like, the special zombies coming at you, but you're not gonna get a horde. Whereas in Back for Blood, if you stand there for ten minutes, you get a horde of zombies coming at you. If you stand around for too long, for more than a minute or two, a horde of zombies just comes at you out of nowhere. And, yeah. like, you, a lot of the objectives, like, there's, um, in the, in, it's early on, it's Act 1, it's the second chapter, you have to go rescue people from like a a rush uh, uh like a supermarket and the second you open the gate the alarms go off and everything comes at you 
but you could be dealing with everything coming at you the entire time, getting no breaks, running out of ammo, you open the gates, and everything comes at you again. And it's... It, it the, the difficulty can just, like you said, like, spike immediately, just out of nowhere. Yeah, like, the, the thing that comes to mind for me is, like, when, when I played it in that, like, demo beta period, whatever they're calling it, open access, um, there was the... I want to say it was, like, the third level chapter, whatever they call them, um, where, like, you make your way through a thing, you blow up, like, a, a gate to get through something, you make your way over, like, a broken highway to, like, a little encampment, and you get there, and the person's like, oh, yeah, you gotta fucking go blow up this boat over here. Yeah. yeah. And they don't they don't really explain it very well, and, like, I, I try, we tried it twice with the group before everyone just kind of, like, started quitting out, but... Um, cause it was just a bunch of random people and no communication, but mm-hmm. it was, you know, we get there the first time, nobody realized that there were canisters we had to pick up to bring to the boat. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then you, you get to the boat and even with the canisters, that thing is just a madhouse. Like mm-hmm. if you're not on a headset, like actively coordinating, you have no chance of playing this, that oh, yeah. level. It, and that was that we, we did that one last week and, uh, I forgot that when you get to that point where you have to go blow up the boat, I forgot that you kind of got to stay there for a second once you pick up the bombs because a horde of zombie comes at you. Because zombie hordes come at you constantly. It's not its not necessarily a survival horror game. It's not a horror game. It's its an action game with zombies. And, like, it's just their constant... The second... Like, they trigger a lot. They trigger way too much. And its it's not necessarily a bad thing, but it ends up taking away from the game a bit with how often how often I was going down, how often the zombie horde was coming, like how hard it was to keep health up. And they ha- they have some neat concepts with trauma damage. I don't think there was trauma damage in Left 4 Dead's, but like you can only heal up so high unless you get to a medical kit which then will heal the rest unless you have the medic person who has the ability to heal trauma damage. And like there's 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 a lot of different strategy, but if you're if you're playing with two, if you're only playing with like one or two people, like if it's you or or one you and one other person, the game's not going to be as good. It's not going to it's going to be a lot more difficult. Uh, like one cool thing that they did do is if you die and it's like uh it's you, it's say you're playing co-op with one other friend and you die, your character flat out dies, you can jump into the body of somebody else of one of the other computer players. Until you find your character's body. Okay, so I didn't realize that. That that yeah. that is actually nice. Yeah. So like, if if I go down, like, and it's not being downed. Downed is you're still in your body until they can res you. But if you die, die. They you you can jump into somebody else's body, which is really cool. It's an it's a neat thing that they did. So this way you're not just sitting there watching. Uh, I spent uh the first time I died watching because I'm like I I don't know if it's gonna let me go back to my character that I was playing as because. They ha- they have the loadout that I wanted to use, so I-, I sat there and waited until we got. At one point, I was just like, "Fuck it, I'm bored." I jumped into the character's body, and once we found mine, it brought me to mine, which was cool. It's it's a neat game. It's it's got some cool concepts, and apparently they have a um an expansion coming out like in next week or in two weeks, the fourteenth, I think. So uh, that's supposed to add some new content, like some cave systems and shit like that which might make it a little bit more fresh for people playing. And one cool thing is you don't, not everyone needs to have it in order for everyone to play the content. So if one person buys the expansion, everyone can play the expansion with that person. 
Oh, that is actually just, pretty cool. Yeah, they just might not get all of the accessibilities or all the the cards or whatever. I don't really know. But it's 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 cool. It's a fun game. I just I, that that and the fact that I can't um uh, unequip uh um like expansions to my guns. So like if I get a if I buy a gun or I find a gun on the ground that has a scope and I don't like that scope, I can't get rid of that scope. I have to keep that until I find a new one. And so there are times where you can't really aim down sights because you have an AK that has horrible handling and a sniper scope on it. Or you have um a a a shotgun that has a sniper scope on it. That's ten it tends to be the thing that I was getting most were are buying weapons that didn't deserve to have a sniper scope on it that has a sniper scope. So like okay. the customization the customization of the game is really good. Being able to change out your loadouts. Like they did a good job at making it feel like that battle royale style. But like in Apex, in uh PUBG, you can unequip a scope if it's a, if it's a scope you don't want to use. Or the the mods in general are just more frequent. And mods in this game just aren't that frequent. Okay. So, that's, yeah, I don't know. Like, I thought that game had an, like, it was interesting. But, yeah, I am, I'm definitely never going to dip into it again. So, I guess you bought it? Yeah, I got, I got the, um, the Humble Bundle with a bunch oh, okay. of games on it. Yeah, there was, there was a bunch of games. So, like, even, like, I think, uh, Druton loves the game Super Hot. That was on there. So, like, I'll, I'll be getting it. Like, I added, there were so many games on this Humble Bundle that I had to add them in two spurts because I was adding them so fast steam said, "Whoa, you got to stop. <laughs> and like, so I had to stop there. There, there were a handful that I had. Um, so one of them was like the Spyro trilogy, which I already owned. So I gave that to a friend. Another one was Monaco that I already owned. So I gave that to a friend. Um, let's see. I actually, I still have my list sorted by most recent. So games like broken age, treasure hunter simulator, uh, Next Machina, Yuko's Island Express. Um, there were some games like Corridor Z, which is just like a runner. There was a bunch of games um, on this thing. System Shock Enhanced and cl- and, and Classic. Uh, but yeah, so it's, that's that's how I got it. I know it's also, I believe, Back for Blood is also still available on uh, Game Pass. It also had the the Fable Anniversary Edition, so I got a bunch oh, okay. of stuff I'll be playing. Yeah, yeah, I didn't realize that. Yeah. Also, there's this game called This War of Mine. Which I hear is both really good, but also very dark. I have heard of that game. I believe that is the game that the developers, they may be Russian. They may just be like Eastern European. I forget exactly. But I think they kind of like put out something um, around the time that like everything was going on with Ukraine where the they were donating like a percentage of their stuff to a Ukraine charity. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at the Steam, uh, information and they raised $850,000. Support victims of war in Ukraine. Okay. Yeah, that's what I thought, but I wasn't... Yeah. But, uh, like, I think that was even outside of the Humble Bundle. Like, they were just like, yeah, if you purchase this game, like, we're just gonna donate money to mm-hmm. charity for it. Yeah, yeah. That's, let's see. Uh, Goodwill people, let's... They just added hashtag fuck the war in their thing. Uh, yeah... It's, I believe that the, the studio, 11-bit is the studio. Uh, let's see, 11-bit studio's team statement today, Russian military forces attacked the free country of Ukraine, our neighbors. As Polish game studio and creators of the globally recognized anti-war game, This War of Mine, 
one that directly speaks about the suffering and misery of civilians who are affected by war, we'd like to hereby announce our company's statement, we stand against the Russian invasion of Ukraine. Just words uh, would be empty without meaningful act, uh, though, and the timing is crucial. So the act is as follows. Next seven days, all profits from this war of mine, all its DLCs on all stores and platforms will go to the Ukraine fund. Which, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Guess, uh, guess what Chrome just did to me? Crash? No, it signed me out of, uh, my email. My OneQuest email. Yeah, that only happens to you. I, I don't, I don't know. I can't explain it. I open this once a week, and it signs me out. Do you sign, do you sign in when you open it? No. Maybe that's why. Maybe it's just, like, your, like, the session's good for a week, and it just happens to be that, like, the session expires at this time each week. Well, it's, it's dumb. It's dumb. That's all I'm saying. Eh, it only happens to you. you just be ready for it next time. Uh, anything else you want to say about Back for Blood? Uh, it's definitely check it out. If you have Game Pass and you like playing with other people or have people to play it with, check it out. The the um the what's it called the the uh, crossplay works really well. So do it. Nice. Uh, da, 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 where were we? Oh, so I played a game called uh, Nobody Saves the World. Have you heard of this one? No, I've never heard of it. Okay, so it came out back in January. It is a, like, top-down, asymmetric-ish, um, action-role-playing, dungeon-crawling game. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to send you... Hang on a second. I don't... I, I don't know how to describe this artwork, but it, it reminds uh, me of something. I'm, I'm looking at it. It gives me some, like, slight Ren and Stimpy vibes, but also, um, Castle Crashers. That's it. Castle Crashers is definitely what I was thinking of. Uh, apparently um, it's from the people who did Guacamelee, so... Yeah, Guacamelee and Severed, and they've done a couple of other games. Um, Drinkbox Studio. I actually like Drinkbox Studios. Like, I don't necessarily play all of their games for long, but, like, I think they make quality games generally. Mm-hmm. Um, they actually, they made the, um, the game, so the game Severed, which was a, um, uh, it was a Vita game, originally, that, um, was all touchscreen on the Vita. So it was it was a first person like dungeon exploration game where you um, fought enemies by slashing on the screen and like you'd have to slash like against like the enemies like weak spot basically it it was a cool concept it ended up getting ported all over the place but um but the Vita is where it like originally launched mm-hmm. but yeah so so nobody saves the world um you play as nobody which if you're looking at like the the game art that's like the nondescript just like white humanoid looking thing yeah. Um, and early on in the game, you find a magic wand that lets you then turn into other things. So the first thing you, you're able to turn into is a rat. Um, and then you unlock other things. Like I have a ranger, which is like a female looking character with a bow and arrow. Um, okay. I have a knight, which is like a big guy in like armor with a sword. Um, I can turn into a slug and into a horse now. Um, and it's basically like, kind of Zelda-esque in, in a way where, like, when you're out in the world, there's just, like, some towns you walk into and people say, like, stuff that's a little hard to, to follow a lot of times. Like, a lot of times they're just kind of, like, speaking. Like, they're not necessarily telling you anything important. Um, and then when you're out in, like, the, the world outside of towns, there's, like, enemies to it to fight and you get, um, you get coins and other currency from them that you can use at vendors to buy, like, power-ups for, um, defense and attack and magic and all that stuff. Or, um, you can actually even use it to buy, uh, there's this, it's a pseudo currency just called stars. And it's basically, um, kind of like Mario 64, like how you need stars to unlock the Bowser levels and whatnot. Um, mm-hmm. 
that's kind of what these are. Like, you need these stars to unlock the, like, main dungeon of an area. Or, like, in some cases, just, like, certain doors you need them for. So, you get those by completing quests and by completing dungeons. Um, generally, a dungeon will have a quest assigned to it. Um, and, like, a lot of the quests are, you know, characters give you give you quests, like, go here and help them clear out these things. And, like, you know, very, very like, traditional, like, action RPG stuff. Um, but then you also get uh, class-specific stuff, which all of your transformations are essentially job classes. You're, you know... You're changing from a, a range-based, like, bow and arrow user to a knight. Um, the the slug is slow, but has a actually very r- relatively fast and somewhat powerful um, ranged attack that mm-hmm. it doesn't work immediately. You actually need to be able to hold the button in to charge it up first. But once you've charged it up, it's just rapid fire. Like, as long as you're holding the button, it just keeps firing. Okay. Um, and the the rat for it, the rat also has a bite attack and then a um a consume attack that actually heals you. Um, so like the way the combat ends up working is every character starts out with one um active attack and then some sort of like secondary passive ability. And generally, the attack they have has some sort of um element adjacent thing assigned to it, like dark, light, slashing, um, poison, whatnot. Um, certain enemies have, uh, basically have like shields for things that you have to attack them with the specific type of energy in order for it to be able to do damage to them. And like, once you've hit them with that type of energy, you can hit them with anything and it, and it'll damage them. But, uh, as you level up things, you end up getting secondary attacks. And I haven't unlocked any third attacks yet. Uh, mm-hmm. but the secondary attacks generally consume some of your mana and your basic attack, as long as you're hitting things, replenishes it. So it's this sort of like run around cat and mouse thing where you're going to be using your basic attack a whole bunch to regain your mana and then use your secondary attack to kind of do like a bigger, more damaging attack. Um, mm-hmm. And in the case of the rat, that attack also heals you. So it's this weird sort of back and forth of getting in close because like it's a rat, so it has to bite them. So getting in close and hitting them a bunch of times with just your basic attack, which luckily with the rat also call- inflicts poison. Um which, in order to inflict, like, status ailments, there's just a little, uh, like, uh, emblem that appears over the enemy's head. And when it fills up, they have that status ailment until it ticks down. But, you know, you, you run up to an enemy, you hit him a bunch of times with the rat to regain some mana. And then you back up and you hit the, uh, the secondary attack. And usually these secondary attacks will actually hit multiple people. So, like, I might hit, like, three or four enemies with my secondary attack and then heal, a, like, a, not a ton of damage, but, like, a good chunk of it. Um, it comes in really handy against, like, bosses. Cause you can kind of pull out some of the, the squishier characters that are just maybe a little quicker, a little more, uh, do a little more damage. And then, if you get hit a few times, you just swap over to the rat, hit them with chomp a few times, or I'm sorry, not chomp, um, consume a few times and get that health back up. Uh, yeah. but it's, it's got a really fun style. Um, it's apparently the, the sort of narrative that's given to you at the beginning of it is, uh, the wizard has gone missing. He's the most powerful wizard in the world. Uh, you go into his ha- into his mansion, and his apprentice, who is just a total douchebag, is there. His name's Randy. Um, and you're ki- the first thing he does is like, "Oh, go make me a coffee," and gives you a very like Karen coffee order. Um, and then like bitches at you when you don't immediately have the coffee for him. But you'll eventually like if you look around around the house, you find the wand with the note that says, "Randy, take this wand and like come get me." And you end up keeping the wand, and then Randy flushes you down into, like, the basement in a very, like, 
Jabba the Hutt trash like trap door thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from there, you're just kind of like on your own, wandering around. As you level up, you unlock the different transformations. Um, my favorite one. So I, I put this in the in the outline. Um, after you you get out of the um, so you have when you when you're first out in the world and you've gotten the ability to transform and like attack and everything. You make your way to this castle. The king's outside of it, and he's basically like, "Hey, a thing has taken over, but we need like this many star things to be able to open it up." Um, there are two dungeons in these two corners. Go do them, and maybe you'll get enough stars that you can then come back here and get into my castle and help me clear it out. So one of the one of the dungeons is like a horse mine, I think they called it. And when you finish that up, uh, when you beat the boss in there, you end up freeing all of these horses that were being held captive. And right after you do that, if you look at your quest, you suddenly have a quest called like True Love or something like that. Um, so you you leave you leave the dungeon and you kind of like talk to people. You walk around a little bit. Um, once you, I want to say it's the night. Once you level up the night like one or two more times, uh, your next transformation is a horse. So you take that horse. You go back over to where the horses are, and there's one with an exclamation point over its head, meaning, like, he has a quest or something for you. And you talk to this horse, and it plays out this, like, weird little, like, inner monologue love story about how, like, you've, you you never knew what true love was until you saw this horse. <laughs> um, and then, like, that quest completes, and, like, you're, you're on your way, but you can go back and, like, interact with them as long as you're a horse. And, like, it just says something like, you you lay you lay your head gently across the the nape of his neck, <laughs> and it's just like this is so weird, but like so funny. Yeah, um, yeah. And there there there's a few other things that are like character specific with how they interact. So your like default nobody form is just this like nondescript naked white humanoid. Um, mm-hmm. And every time you talk to somebody in that form, they basically ask you why you're not wearing pants. <laughs> I mean, that's a good question. Why aren't you wearing pants? You you should probably be wearing pants. Yeah, you just, you wake up in, like, an abandoned house in, like, a village and don't know how you got there is, like, how the game opens up. Because it's got a lot of, like, comic book narration where they'll, there will be, like, a text prompt and it'll basically be telling you, like, what a a text block um, that's non-narration um, or n- that's non-dialogue in a comic would be telling you. Like, either something internal for the character or something, like, an omniscient narrator would be telling you to set like a a thing up for you. Okay. Um but then there's like there's a guy that um he he only wants to fight a rat. So when you go talk to him as a rat, he's like I'm Ratbane and like I will kill any rat in one hit. And if you say I'm ready, he punches you, you die, you respawn at the closest um at your last save point. Um I'm a, I assume at some point I will have either gotten more health or gotten some ability that I will be able to interact with him and he won't kill me in one punch and that will complete his quest. I I think I was not think I was watching the trailer and I don't know if this is a spoiler or not. I think you get to and I can't remember if you said it. I think you get to combine the transformations at one point. I wouldn't be surprised. I haven't gotten that far yet. Um I actually only in the, in the the last so I went through the um the the first main dungeon like the like the castle. Um, it's the, the, I went that far, so I probably played for, like, two hours or so today. Um, and, like, wandered around, like, at one point I wandered into an area that popped up level 20, and I'm just like, oh, wrong place, let's get the fuck out of here. Um, yeah. 
because like you you level up and like each area you go to will tell you a level the dungeons will tell you what level they are so you can at least like kind of keep track like all right no i'm i am properly leveled to be able to handle this um and then it's a lot of like hordes of enemies and like, like i was saying before um each class um transformation has like its own set of quests that you get um and those will give you xp to level up plus they will also level up your transformation so you have like a basic level i think i'm like level 4 or 5 and that's your your health your mana like like all your your normal stat basically um and then your actual transformations all have their own individual levels that they gain levels as you complete quests for those those classes um and like the higher those levels that is what unlocks like the next one in line and you also get the ability to spend upgrade points to upgrade like abilities for them that have um that they're usually locked behind like a specific class level um but most of the class stuff is just you know using their abilities that you have unlocked at that point so for the um for the archer class the ranger class um they had one that was like hit four enemies at once with the charge attack and get to do that like 20 times and that's just get enemies in a straight line and hit them with a charge attack um because the chart the the charged arrow will actually travel through them rather than just stopping at the first one um so a lot of them are like that like the first level of of the quest is just hit enemies with this thing and then the second one is like hit multiple enemies with this thing or hit them in like a certain way or like some combination of of them and it's just it generally just adds more and more to it um like the rat is like poison so many enemies or consume um enemies that have been poisoned so you have to sort of get up to an enemy hit them with the basic attack till they're poisoned and then hit consume and do that 50 times or whatever um yeah it's neat though and um i actually you didn't see it because of your whole phone debacle today but um i messaged you earlier asking if you and whoever you've been playing co-op games with on stream had access to game pass uh i do he does not so if it's on game pass uh he i mean i could probably try to talk him into getting it for a week or for for three months because he never got it before yeah so this game um it has online co-op mm-hmm. so you like you can play the game with another person and i think it would actually be it kind of like castle crashers like it looks like it would be a fun game to play co-op if you like playing co-op stuff um yeah. and i think it's like it's just goofy and light enough that would be good for like streaming also um it's 25 bucks on steam or it's in game pass so it's one of those like it's actually probably worth the 25 dollars but i know you don't always have the money to just drop on games like that so mm-hmm. um, yeah. i mean, i'd have to i'd have to look into it cuz if it's cheap on steam and and he doesn't want to get uh game pass i could just look and see if there's cross play if so then we're good. If not, then... But we, me and him, we have a bunch of games we have to play still. Uh, we're playing through Deep Rock Galactic right now. Uh, I just gave him Monaco, which is like an older school style game. Um, and then there's... Remember that game that was available on PS Plus a while back? Um, Operation Tango? Oh, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. the... Yeah. Uh, you and Drew played that. Yeah, me and Drew played it once on stream. Um, we are going to, me and him have those games, or at least I have them, saved on my wish list. And, uh, the team who did those games, they, um, they have like a four pack. So we're waiting for a sale to come for them. And we're going to get them and play them all together, too. We have a bunch of stuff that we're working on right now. Deep Rock, as well as Apex, because we go back to that from time to time. 
that's going to hold us up for a long time. But yeah, that's it's it's a good idea to think about that one too. Yeah, and like like I said, I played for like two hours and I I enjoyed a whole bunch of like I enjoyed it a lot, and I will probably um probably keep playing it. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't look. So th- there is no crossplay between Steam and Microsoft. Yeah. So, so you'd either have... both need it on Steam or both play it on Game Pass. And I feel like yeah. if if your friend hasn't signed up for Game Pass at all yet, and even if he has, like the ten bucks for a month is definitely a better deal than the twenty five. As long as it's a game that we can beat in a month, because we only play it once a week. So yeah, let's see how we... long. See how long to beat. You're talking about competent gamers who work well together. Though. Me and Timmy are constantly yelling at each other for dying. So it, it's 25 hours um, for a completionist. Yeah, that, we would we wouldn't be able to beat it in that in time because we I mean, only do about two and a half three hours a night whenever we do stream together. Oh, okay. So yeah. it's one of it's one of my shorter stream nights is is with him because it's I'm not going to force him to play games longer than he wants to play. That's fair. That's fair. But it's cool, though. I mean, even if you weren't playing co-op, like, I definitely recommend checking it out. Um, I'd say may- maybe you check it out on Game Pass, like, play, like, like a dungeon or whatever. See if you just like the the um, atmosphere and the gameplay. Um, mm-hmm. This way you know if, like, because you can at least then judge it, be like, okay, like, this is a game that I think is worth $25. Let's, like, see if we both want to invest $25 into this when we need another thing to play. Yeah. Or, yeah, like, wishlist it so you can buy it later if maybe it hits a sale or something. Because, like, it, mm-hmm. it's only two months old. Like, it came out the end of January. Yeah. Uh, da, da, da. Where are we? So, I guess, uh, I guess I'm just going to keep talking. Um, I watched, <laughs> <laughs> I watched the first episode of Moon Knight. Nice. How was it? I liked it. Um, do you know anything at all about Moon Knight? I know that he hears voices. That's really about it. Like, he's a superhero, kind of very similar-esque to, like, a Batman type thing, but he's also, or at least everyone thinks he's crazy, um, and hears voices. That's really it. I don't really know much about him. So voices, at least in the comic, is not necessarily like the thing. But I don't, I don't want to spoil anything because I was actually curious how much you knew about him. Um, he is generally like a lot of people compare him to a to a Batman as character, even though they are very, very different. Um, I, I think the two things they have in common is like. They they play off of vengeance. Um, they are kind. They're they're more brutal fighters, and they're they're both rich. Um, Moon Knight kind of like varies in that because like sometimes he's very rich, other times he is not very rich. So like it it kind of all depends on like what the story needs him to be at that at any given time. Um, but the the show is the, the first episode was interesting. Um, it had a lot of cool. Um, it has an implied action, whereas. Okay. They don't. Sh- there, there aren't any fight scenes in the show. There are a few like actiony scenes, like car chase sort of stuff, like things like that. But all of like the fight scenes, like like direct to action, is all implied. Like it's like quick cuts where something's about to happen and then it cuts to that thing already being done. Okay. Um, and there's there's a reason for it, and it visually and just story wise is actually very cool. Like I, I liked it a lot. Um, mm-hmm. and I think um. Oscar Isaac is playing it really well. Like, I really like what he is doing so far. Um, my only real concern, and this was even, like, just coming from the trailers, like, they seem to be leaning into Moon Knight having, like, powers. Um, and, like, traditionally, he doesn't necessarily have power in the comics. Um, he is 
He is the fist of Khonshu, or Khonshu, however you want to say it, which is like the Egyptian god of the moon. Whether he, whether that is really the Egyptian god of the moon or not, I don't know. But like, that's who yeah. it is in, in the, the comics. And like, there have been various times where he has had powers, but generally he is very much Batman. Like, he's a guy in a suit who goes around and fucking punches people in the face. Like, that's his superpower. He's, you know, very athletic, like, good, like a good tactician, all that fun stuff. And that's sort of it. Um, but in this, like, even in the trailers, like, they show, like, his eyes glowing and, like, the suit wrapping around him in a couple of them. Um, and I'm just like, okay, so what are they doing with the character? Kind of like with Miss Marvel. Like, what are they doing with these characters that are making them, like, different? And I'm curious to see yeah. how that goes. Um, but I, th- I think this is going to be another good one because it seems like it's going to walk that, like, it's going to have, like, its, its silly parts, but then it's also going to have, like, good action bits. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to, to getting into it. I've gotten a little spoiled lately with um these streaming shows. Not necessarily, like, the Disney Plus stuff, but a lot of these shows were doing, like, the first, like, two or three episodes um releasing at once. Yeah, all the Disney shows were doing two episodes at, at the start. Or, like, first two episodes at launch. Yeah, and I mean, even other stuff. Like, um like we watched um Marvelous Miss Maisel on Amazon, mm-hmm. and I want to say it was, like, the first two of... Those might have actually been two at a time, just like um, Legend of Vox Machina was, or it was at least like the first two or three went up like together. Yeah. Um, and like there were a few other shows like that where it's just like, hey, here's like the first two or three episodes of the season, and then we'll go weekly. And then this is just like, nope, here's forty five minutes. See you next week for the next yeah. six weeks because it's only six yeah. episodes. And I'm yeah, like. It's- yeah, like I get it. It's six episodes. Like you don't want to just like dump them all up front and then like it be over even sooner. But the first episode, uh, there's never enough happening. Like you always want to see more from that first episode. So that was that was the the biggest bummer. Is just like it ended, and I'm just like, but but what about more? Mm-hmm. Um, but I th- I think you'll like it. Um, especially if if you've liked all the other like Marvel stuff so far. Like I don't see why you wouldn't enjoy this one. Like. The cast seems fun. Um, I forgot Ethan Hawke was in it until Ethan Hawke was in it, which that was like I love a... Ethan Hawke. I love Ethan Hawke so much. Yeah, so like he he is in this first episode. Um, like I said, Oscar Isaac is doing a great job. His British accent is. I feel like it's intentionally a bad British accent, but I'm not sure. <laughs> I hope. I hope. I hope it's not intentionally. No, like I think it's actually supposed to be a b- bad British accent. Like, I don't think it's just, like, I don't think it's him being bad at it. I think, like, he's purposely putting on this, like, slightly too much British accent. But, like, it's not, like, a comically too much. It's not, like, Oi, governor, what are you doing? It's, like, (laughs) you know, like, he's still trying to be, like, a regular British person. But it just feels a little, like, phony. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, like, I mean, he he, he's very, like, I don't know. It's good. I'm trying not to spoil anything because... Moon, Moon Knight's a weird character, and, like, if you don't know anything about him, like, I'm actually curious to see what you think once you see, like, what they do with him, and kind of, like, yeah. what, what Moon Knight actually is. Yeah, I'm I'm super interested and excited to see what they have in store for him, because I know he's a weird character, and that's what I was excited about when they announced him. Plus, Oscar Isaac is one of my favorite actors all time, so just, you can't get enough of him. Yeah, yeah, and... He he is good in pretty much everything. Like yeah, e- even in the parts of the sequel Star Wars stuff that's that aren't good. Like he was always fun. Mm-hmm. 
Like he was just there having a good, excuse me, just having a good time the whole, all three movies. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Moon Knight, um, I, we probably won't talk about it every week for the next six weeks, but you know. No, I, I'm, we'll, I'll, we'll probably talk about it again tomorrow, not, not tomorrow, next week, and then just wait until the end of the series. It's usually, usually how we go about the series is we, we talk about the first two, one or two episodes, and then we let it ride and see how it ends. Um, and it's usually the end is talked about the week following because we can't always watch it that day. Yeah. And it coming out on Wednesday, like there is a chance, um, I won't be able to watch it every Wednesday. Like Erica was, Erica doesn't always want to watch these. Like she kind of gives the first episode or two a chance. And then if it clicks for her, she keeps watching it. If not, like I just watch it on my own. So Mm -hmm. she liked the first one. So like next week, like we'll watch the second one together, but depending on like when she gets home from work on a Wednesday, like. Wednesdays are weird because some weeks, like, I don't get home till 4.30 most Wednesdays. Um, she sometimes gets out at 4.30 and is home by, like, 5 on Wednesday. Um, but most of the time, like, her normal schedule is she gets done around 5. So it's kind of, like, up in the air, like, whether or not she'll be home early enough for us to fit a 45-ish minute show in before we record. Mm-hmm. Um, but we shall see. At the very least, yeah. next week we'll get your opinion on the first episode. Yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll have at least first episode, probably, hopefully the second one, unless I end up breaking my phone again next week, which I, God, I hope not. Maybe put a case on this one. Uh, I had a case on the other one. I'll explain afterwards. <laughs> um, alright, so the last thing then, um, it's more me. Sorry, guys. Um, I just wanted to talk real quick about some anime. Anime? Yeah. Uh, this so. Is anime crap. It, it's fun. Is it? Ish. It is it's fun. It it's, is fun. I, it's, mi- I miss watching it. It's fun adjacent. Um, so this past week, um, we finished up Black Clover, which mm-hmm. I still, I still think you'd actually really enjoy that show. Um, it's long though, which I feel like you just won't get into because it's too long. I, I've, I've heard about Black Clover. It's, it, it is an int- I am interested in it. I'm not saying I'm against it. I don't mind long animes. It's, I don't know what it is. I just haven't really. Yeah, so it, it's a hundred. It's not even. It's not even like Naruto or One Piece long. It's only 170 episodes. Um, mm-hmm. it's kind of like it's Bleach adjacent as far as like setup is concerned. Like it's a world where magic exists. Everybody has magic. It's it's like a fantasy setting too. So like it's not like a mo- like a modern world thing, but um, everybody generally has some magic. Um. And I guess, like, My Hero, it would also kind of be relevant here, where, like, a very small percentage of the population has um, little to no magic. And the main character has no magic. Um, mm-hmm. His um, his best friend and rival is the most magic. Um, like, too much magic. And his, his this, that, that kid, um, Basically, when they, when they become, when they hit, um, like 15, there's like this ceremony where everybody that's like 15, um, they go and they get, um, a grimoire, like, like, like a magic book that as they get more powerful, their book will fill with more spells that they can cast, essentially. And everybody goes and his friend gets like this, like, super special one with four leaf, with four clo- well, like a four leaf clover on it. And he doesn't get one at all because he has no magic. Um, yeah. And then, like, later on, his friend gets jumped for his book, and he ends up manifesting his own black grimoire that's a five-leaf clover. And he's able to pull these giant fucking um, swords out of it. And his swords are anti-magic. So, like, 
he can just, like, cut a spell in half or, like, block it or knock it back at people, all sorts of weird shit. Um, and it just goes on from there where him and his friend both go join what is essentially, like, the Soul Reapers. Um, there are, like, nine squads of different groups that with, like, each captain is it is their own brand of awkward. So, um, like, the main character, Asta, ends up in what is essentially the, the Black Sheep. They're called the Black Bulls. But, like, they're the... They're the ones nobody wants. Um, there are a lot of, like, disgraced nobles and ex-criminals and drunks and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But they're also, like, super strong. It's just none of them try until Asta shows up and kind of, like, gets everybody's spirits back up. And, like, they go from literally the worst to the second best. Yeah. Um. So And so it's, so it's just, it's very much, like, biggest complaint people have about this show is the first like 20-ish episodes, 20, 30 episodes, Asta is loud. And he's like the obnoxious Naruto. Like, always yelling, always over the top. Like, he just yells about everything. But like, as it goes on, he calms down a little bit. He gets more control over things and like becomes just more skilled in general. Mm-hmm. Um, And like, very, very much like in Naruto, like, he just kind of like, he's still that character, but he's just a little more relaxed. Um, and like the, the whole, um, goal here is Asta and his friend Yuno both want to be what they call the wizard king, which is the, the head wizard, the head, the head magic person of their country. Um, and yeah, they, they fight devils and other magic users from other countries. And it's just, it's over the top, stupid anime bullshit. Um, it ended though. So it basically, the anime caught up to the manga. Um, I like, I actually looked this up. The very last episode was based, came out in, in Japan in like March of 2020. Um, and that manga chapter was released in, I'm sorry, no, no. It came out March of 2021 in Japan. And then that manga chapter came out in November of 2020. So there was only, you know, three months, four months, something like that between the two. Um, and there has only been like 60 chapters since then. Mm-hmm. So like there is not much like, room for it. And because it was still in that traditional, like, shonen, it just airs all year long, um, they would have hit, like, a, like a, a Naruto or Bleach thing where it caught up and they were just gonna do two years of filler. And it would have just sucked and everyone would have been miserable because they set it up where the show ends with, alright, we have two days to prepare for this war. And, like, you cannot stretch two days of training into two years of filler in any reasonable fucking manner. Um, so they just, they just ended the show at 170 episodes on a fucking cliffhanger. But while it's a cliffhanger, it's also like one of those like, okay, like this is a mostly reasonable place to end this. Like a bunch of stuff just happened. It's kind of like Empire Strikes Back. They are kind of at the low point because like two of their captains that were two of the strongest captains, um, got taken captive. A bunch of their people got just fucking destroyed. Um, one whole squad, um, half the squad is dead. Like, they, they were not Jeez. really pulling punches. Yeah, like, the strongest of the Magic Knight squads, half of them died in a fight. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, just a bunch of people either got kidnapped or murdered. So, they're in a position now where it's like, okay, like, they have to get ready to go storm this country and try and beat these people that have the power of devils, um, and they have two days to prepare for it. Yeah. Um, apparently they're doing a movie this year, I think it's supposed to come out. 
I don't know whether it's um going to be like a like a like a my hero movie where you can kind of see where it would fit in the story, but it is not part of the story. Or if it's actually going to be like a canon, like this is the next thing that happens in the story. And we're just going to do it as a movie because we don't want to make you wait like two or three years for there to be enough content for us to do another series. Yeah. Um, Because the manga is still ongoing. So like, who knows? Like it could be a while, like they could never bring the series back or it could be quite a while before they bring it back. Hopefully they bring it back. I hope you talking so. About, you talking about this made me think of Attack on Titan, and I was like, oh shit, when does that end? And it finally, the, the, the anime finally ends next week. Yeah, and actually, um, just because I know you watched the first season, um, the uh, Demon Slayer, mm-hmm. the English version of, cause you never watched the movie, right? No, I never got to the movie. So they did a mini arc. Um, it's like seven or eight episodes, I think. Of the movie, where, like, they, they actually, like, stretched it out and um, expanded on things. Mm-hmm. And then the second season, the Entertainment District, is almost all the way dubbed. And both of them are completely available in subtitle. Yeah. So you may be able to actually ch- check that out, too, if you wanted to. Yeah, that's, that's down the line. I think what I'm going to do is start watching Attack on Titan again. Because I had the last season, which was broken up into two parts, left, I believe. And so I think I'm just going to watch through it all again and then get into the last season because I just to remind myself everything that happened because it's been two years since I watched it. Uh, yeah, it's, it's such such a good anime, but at the same time, it can be so heavy and hard to watch. Yeah, we watched how heavy it is. We watched the first like we finished the first season like a month ago mm-hmm. and haven't picked up the second season yet. Like it yeah. that's one of those things like we finished the first season and then. Chop jumped back over to Black Clover because we we had stopped watching Black Clover around when the pandemic started because like all the delay all the delays were happening because at that point it was it wasn't quite simul dub I don't think but it was like close like it was you know maybe like a week or two behind um the dub um mm-hmm. and then the delays happened and it was like months before the dub like the the whole show went on hiatus for a little while and then the dub was behind behind by a whole bunch like. So, like I said, the the series episode um, 170 came out in Japan and, like, over here subtitled in March of 2021. The dub for the that final episode didn't come out until, like, November of 2021. So, it was, yeah. like, a six-month gap between them. Um, so, like, I had just been basically waiting for that to finish because a lot of those shows did not have a consistent, like, dub schedule. It's, like, for a while there, it was, like, maybe once a month a new dub for it would come out. And it's, like, all right, well, I'm just going to wait and just watch all of these because... We left off on, like, a mini filler block anyway, so, like, they were all one-off episodes. It didn't really matter if um, if we just didn't watch for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, we did watch the last bit of the last bit of the first season of Attack on Titan. That's a... I don't know if I like that show. I'm going to be honest. It, it, it is... It is... The first season is very rough, both, like, thematically and story-driven, but it, it gets... The intrigue keeps pushing you beyond that. Like, like trying to understand why there is a fucking titan in the wall and, um, just trying to pretty much understand what's going on with the world. And then as the, the more you watch, at least the, the way I went with it or the way it came to me is the more I watched, the more I got into it because that's just the more and more it revealed and unveiled 
and then just like the 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 insanity that happens in season three, and then what you learn during season three, going into season four, and it's just it's it's bonkers. It's bonkers. Like what they came up with. Yeah, like I I unfortunately did have a thing spoiled like unintentionally about like the later half of like like the this last season. Like I found mm-hmm. out I found out who an enemy ends up being. Yeah. Um, which is a bummer, but like looking at it, like like from the first season, no one is likable. Like, there's not a single character that I give a fuck about and hope they live. I I, I feel like they do that on purpose. Like like you're you're supposed to have feeling. You're supposed to like care about Armin and 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 um the uh I I can't remember the main characters' names. The uh, Aaron Casa Aaron and and Mikasa, like, yeah. Yeah, like you're supposed to care about them, but like there it's 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 more like I don't think it's more about worrying and caring about the characters as it is like the intrigue of what the hell's going on in this world. And it just like I said, it, it opens up and gets better the the more you learn about it. Yeah, and like that's the impression I've gotten. That's why like I'm still willing to like keep going with it, but like that first season was very character driven, but like mm-hmm. none of the characters are interesting or, or like likable. So like yeah. I, I know people always talk about um Mikasa and Levy as being like like cool characters in the show and like I guess like from what they do, like they're both very good at like fighting titans, but yeah. like they're not interesting characters. I, they're very monotone and boring. Yeah, I, I I totally agree. Like they're they're cool characters, but I don't understand the love for Levi. Like I don't understand it. He's just he's a badass. Like that's cool. So, so is Mikasa. Like, she's, she's a badass. That's cool. But, like, I don't, I, I agree. I, like, I don't understand it. I don't understand it. Yeah, so that's just, like, nothing, there is nothing after watching that first season where it's like, cool, I need to watch season two now. Like, I'm just mm-hmm. like, okay, yeah, so, like, somebody else was able to turn into a titan. Um, all of these characters suck. Nobody is interesting. Um, I'd actually kind of be okay if they just focused on the titans killing them all. Um, because at least the Titans are weirdly interesting. <laughs> but, like, they, they don't really spend any time... In the first season, they don't spend much time on that side of it. It's mostly about them training and then being murdered yeah. in, in, in waves. So, like, yeah, the most yeah. interesting thing was, like, that female Titan that ends up being one of them. Yeah. And then it just... It, it, it gets... There's a bunch more special Titans, and it just... It gets, it gets wilder. And wilder, and then like what you learn about the special titans is pretty wild as well. So yeah, and like that—that that is definitely the thing that like I'm interested to like get into yeah, more. But like I'm not, I'm in no rush. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, and you know what? You would be the target audience for the show when it first came out because season two didn't come out for like a year and a half after. Um, and the worst part was I watched season one as like season one finished. On Netflix, and then they never got season two. So I didn't know that they even continued the series until like 2020 when I was like, oh shit, it's all on, it's all on Hulu. Dude, it, it's even longer than that. So season one, 25 episodes, 2013, um, April to September 2013. Season mm-hmm. two, 12 episodes, April 2017. Yeah. Yeah. Like it was four years later. Mm-hmm. And then it was basically like every year after that was at least a portion of a season. So season three was 22 episodes split 
in in two parts. The first twelve were um, July through October of eighteen. The last ten were April through July of nineteen. Yeah, and then this last season is twenty eight episodes, and it's um sixteen Four. were December through March of twenty 2020 twenty to twenty twenty one. And then the last 12 started in January and have not finished yet. Yeah. It finishes next week. On is Tuesday. next week the final episode? Yeah, the third or the fourth. Something. Oh, yeah, April uh, 4th. Yeah, the fourth. Oh, wow, this is not that far behind on um, English releases, it looks like. I think they simuldub it. No, I'm but, not, like, no, I mean, like, surely. um, like, it's damn close, but I mean, like, literally, so Wikipedia shows the actual, um, like, TV air date. And, um, episode 25, which originally aired March 7th, 2022, will be airing April 10th of 2022 on Cartoon Network. So, like, mm-hmm. they're, they're a month behind on Cartoon Network, which is pretty damn good for that. Like, Cartoon Network is, is still hasn't finished Naruto Shippuden. Jeez. Like, they're, they're showing that and Baruto, like, at the same time. Yeah, which is bonkers to me that they're, they're showing them back to back when it's like, how how can you do that when the show is still airing new to you guys? Like, yeah. I understand if you're airing them next to each other because you've aired all of one, but, like, you can't do Naruto and Baruto. Yeah, it's, it's fucking stupid. Um, but so the last thing I wanted to mention was, uh, uh, One Piece. Mm-hmm. So one I am. Piece. Oh, that's One Punch Man. Sorry. Man, that show is just so goofy. Um, yeah. one, pun- one Punch Man also. But we're about 150 episodes in, so we still mm-hmm. have about a thousand to go. Um, yes. But like, I definitely see why people like the show so much. Um, because even like even the filler arcs end up being interesting. Um, like they're not all like. So we just finished like probably the biggest arc so far. Like all all the other main arcs have been like relatively contained. I want to say the one we just finished had to have been like 40 episodes or something like that. Um, and it was, it, it was basically like for a show about pirates, they spent the whole time in the fucking desert. Um, which is very funny to me, but it, it is like, from what I've gathered, it is one of those like, like top 10 arcs of the series that has been for a series that has been going on for 20 years. So mm-hmm. like, it's, it's a well-regarded one at, as well as being one of like the biggest early on. And like, it immediately dumped into like, I don't know, I guess it's, like, 15 episodes worth of filler afterwards, give or take. And, like, we're coming up to on, like, the end of, of those episodes. But, like, the first, like, four or five after are just, like, a bunch of one-shots kind of focusing on individual characters, which is nice. And then, like, it just jumps into, like, two little, like, mini arcs that were both, like, they're nothing, like, I don't know that I'm going to remember them in a year. But, like, they weren't bad the way a lot of other shows are. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of, like... Dragon Ball, like a lot of all the the other big shonen stuff, Dragon Ball, Bleach, Naruto, like nine times out of ten, their filler episodes, if they, it was more than just like a one off, were just straight garbage. Like they weren't worth watching ninety percent of the time. And like this one, it's like, oh yeah, no, like they're not really, they're not growing the characters at all. Like the end of the of that one big arc, they get a new crew member, and because they're they're not in like canon stuff. They're not really having her do anything. She's just kind of there in the background most of the time. And no one's really interacting with her. And, like, I get that. Like, you're saving that because the next arc is probably going to involve her being, like, becoming part of the team, essentially. Yeah. Um, But it's a little weird. But, like, the arcs itself are, like, still fun. Um, 
And the one thing I wanted to mention is there, there's a character in, in this one, um, Zenny the pirate. Um, and he's like this old man who lives on this island all by himself and wants to be a pirate. And I had to look him up because I swear to fucking God, it's Travis doing, um, his like Chetney voice. Um, okay. and it turned, turned out not fucking Travis doing his Chetney voice. Yeah. <laughs> but like every time this guy talked, I'm like looking at the screen. I'm like, no, that's Chetney. Like that is, that is the old man <laughs> voice that Travis uses. It is dead on the same fucking voice. Um, I did find out though that Travis is like a main character in One Piece at one point, or not a main character, but a major character. Mm-hmm. Um, he he plays Luffy's brother at one point. Okay. Um. Yeah. He's, he's he is. Let's see. He's voiced by Charles C. Campbell in the United States. Oh, did you, yeah. Yeah, and he um, I I looked him up the other day, and he does do um, he has vo- voiced other characters, and I'm like, oh yeah, no, I know that. Oh, he's Gran Torino. Mm-hmm. In in uh my hero and like there were other things on his list of stuff that i'm like okay yeah no i recognize that voice like he he definitely does these characters um it's just it's funny because so one piece that like is streaming in in a dub um on funimation it's a it's the funimation dub so when that when that show originally came out in the u.s it was four kids the people that used to own pokemon Mm -hmm. and they dubbed the first hundred and 30, 150 episodes, like basically where I'm at, that like they, they dubbed most of this, but they, um, they skipped a bunch of filler. Like they just never dubbed it at all. Um, and then when they stopped doing it and Funimation bought the rights, they just redid everything. Um, so whenever I look characters up on this, it's like, oh, this character is voiced by this person and this person. Mm-hmm. And like sometimes it's just very funny seeing like, oh, that person did this voice in like 2002. Um, Whereas in a lot of cases, it's like, oh, no, 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 they started voicing it in, like, 2011 when they finally dubbed it in, um, in the Funimation version. But it's yeah, still exactly. had, it's got a lot of people that have been, like, doing, like, it's people that you don't see in stuff as much anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like, like, anime in particular goes through, like, waves where, like, a lot of the voice casts of, like, My Hero, like, you're gonna see those guys kind of everywhere. Like, whether they're, like, main characters or side characters, they're all kind of, like, in everything right now. Um, whereas, like, ten years ago, it was, like, a different set of people, and they're the ones that I'm seeing in One Piece right now. I'm like, oh, I recognize them from something, and it's, like, a thing I watched on, like, Toonami or something like that in 2004. <laughs> yeah. But it it's fun. It, it's a fun, goofy show. We'll probably never catch up to it, um, mostly because they, they don't release dubs for it regularly which is a fucking bummer like they're over they're over a thousand episodes like in japan like they, they've released over a thousand um mm-hmm. the dub the streaming dub is only up into like the 800s yeah well it's is is one piece cartoon network do they have it uh, think? they may but it's basically i think it's just a matter of funimation started dubbing it when it was already like 10 years in yeah um so, like, they dub it, and they seem to release the home, like, the home video version of it in, like, batches. And around the same time, they will release, like, a new chunk of it on the streaming platform. So, rather than it being, like, oh, here's a new One Piece episode, like, every every week, it's, like, up oh, here's, like, 20 new One Piece episodes every six months to a year. I, I feel like by the time you catch up to the 800, they'll have at least up to a 1,000, 
and maybe they won't be making it anymore because a thousand episodes is way too fucking much. Uh, and they and they need to stop. They just are you they just are, need to stop. Are you familiar with Detective Conan? No, no. Hang on a sec. I, I want to get the the. I'm I'm episodes. familiar with I'm familiar with uh, Law and Order, but I'm not familiar with Detective Conan. So Detective Conan is actually has been going on longer than One Piece. It is up to a 1,038 episodes. It started airing in 1996. It's just too many. It's too many. Yeah, it's the the manga has been going since 1994. Mm-hmm. Um, and like uh, I want to say, One Piece is like it start like the manga started in 96 and the anime started in 99. So like you know, couple couple years you're different there. But um, so case closed is what it's known as in the U.S. Yeah, I've I've seen case closed. Yeah, it it aired on um like Adult Swim or Toonami or something like that for a little while in like the early to mid two thousands. But um, yeah. from what I understand, like um, bec- for who whoever bought the American rights to it initially, just fucking butchered it, like changed everyone's name to like really stupid stuff and just like. Made it kind of like Phoenix Wrighty in the like character names and like, um, like jokey stuff when like mm-hmm. that's not really what this is, but it's, um, every like arc is like a new like murder mystery. And this dude has been coming up with these like actually interesting murder mysteries for like 26 years, 27 years, yeah. something like that. Mm-hmm. Almost, almost 30, almost 30 so, years uh, he's been coming up with these things. All right. So like that, that's different. Like that's more of like a procedural type thing. Like, that's not terrible. Like One Piece, they're trying to get to the other side of the fucking world. Like, no, he's trying to find the One Piece. Well, the to find the one from what my understanding, and I'm getting this, I believe, from an episode of Um Action. To find the One Piece, you need to get to the other side of the world, and there is only one way to do that, and it's a single path that circles you around the world to get to the the, the One Piece. But if you veer off of that path, you have to go back to the beginning. No, no, like it's like halfway there. So there is what's called the Grand Line, which is this one path um, that separates the East and West Oceans. And like this world is predominantly oceans with just a lot of islands and, and like island clusters and stuff like that, except for a band that runs around it. That is, I assume, land. That's how it's portrayed, at least. But in between that land, there is this path called the Grand Line, which is where, like, most of the pirates are, because that's where Gold Roger, who is, who was the, the, the pirate king before this, um, said that he hid the One Piece, um, before he died. So, the, like, the, the way that the show is established is Gold Roger was killed, you know, 15, 20, 30 years before the series, however long. I'm not, I'm, I don't know exactly how, how long before. Um, I guess had to be within like 10 to 20. Um, but so he was killed like publicly, like, like executed. And the government thought that was going to like help them stamp out pirates because like the king of the pirates got caught and murdered. But he basically died by saying like, Hey, I left my treasure out there. The one piece, like it is somewhere out in the grand line. Find it and become the pirate captain yourself or pirate king yourself. Um, so like then everyone wanted to be a fucking pirate basically. <laughs> um, so the Grand Line is just this very, like, long, elaborate section of the world that, like, a lot of pirates and marines and other just shitty people exist. As well as, like, a bunch of, like, islands with civilizations and people that, like, aren't shitty. So, like, 
every arc in this thing just tends to be like them on a different island, like trying to make it through. And like Luffy's group is like pirates, but they're not like awful pirates. Like most of the pirates you meet are like your normal like pillage and steal sort of pirates. And Luffy's just like, no, I just want to be king of the pirates. Like I don't want to hurt anybody. Like <laughs> I just I just want unlimited meat and to be the king of the pirates. That's it. Um, but like it's fun. Like e- like every arc is fun, and from what I've seen, like they do. Um, like the characters do grow and change a lot over time. So, yeah. Who knows? Who fucking knows? It's too long. It's just too damn long. I mean, it, it is a lot. It like a thousand episodes is insane. I don't think we will catch up in any sort of like short. But you know what? In what like three and a half months or so, we've watched 150 episodes. Get a life, all right, guys. Get a life. I mean, like, obvious. Yeah, we usually like depending on like what's going on. Like at most, we watch like two episodes of it a night, and that's mm-hmm. like and that like varies. Like right now, we're watching One Piece again. Like over the last like two or three weeks, we were watching Black Clover. Um, maybe at some point we'll jump. In, like there's some other stuff. Like once um Demon Slayer finishes dubbing the the current season, like we'll probably jump over and watch like Demon Slayer until we wrap that up and stuff like that. So you know. In, like, three months, we've watched 150 episodes, but we haven't watched every day or anything like that, and we don't watch, you know, five episodes a day. Yeah. But, yeah. It's it's a fun little fun little show, though. But, I, I don't know. I guess that'll be a show. I think that's a show. I think that's an episode. Yeah. Uh, so, in two weeks' time, we will have our next book club, um, which is going to be Ip Man, which you can watch on Netflix. Right? Netflix? Yes. Netflix. Um, and yeah, that will be on April 14th, um, when Drew is back. Drew is, I don't know, doing, he's meeting Wings players or some stupid shit tonight. Um, and then next week he's actually going on vacation. So, uh, when he gets back, we're going to talk about it, man. Yeah. Uh, anything else? No, that's it. Okay, good. Uh, so if you would like to find more of our content, you can head over to www.one-quest.com. You can also help us out by supporting us at patreon.com slash onequest. If you can't support us there with your dollars, though, you can support us by going to your favorite podcast platform, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, rate us, review us, subscribe to us. All that stuff helps and matters. You can also find us on social media, facebook.com slash onequestonline or at one underscore quest on Twitter and Instagram. Our YouTube channel is youtube.com slash onequestvideo, and you can always send us emails to social at one-quest.com. Otherwise, we'll be back next week with something else to talk about. Thanks for listening. Bye. See yous.